0: I have often spoken the word God has given me to individuals. I've spoken to individuals and I've spoken to church groups and I've spoken in writing and on podcasts. And I do know that persecution can come as a result of speaking the word. But I've also seen many people saved, born again, because I spoke that word. My own parents are examples of that. Both of them were born again in their 70s and uh, were saved before they died, and I was so grateful that happened. We do know persecution can come when we speak the word, but I just go by this. If the word is brought to my mind when I'm with another person, I try to yield to the Holy Spirit and speak what I've heard, regardless. Also, when I'm writing or recording, I do the same thing. If I am recording and am reminded of an example, I stop and speak that example in the recording. I try to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants spoken. Here are some scriptures on the subject. Matthew chapter 10, Jesus says, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Hebrews 4.12 says, The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I think often the word of God it cuts into the flesh of man, and sometimes every action is because of that. Matthew 10, Jesus says in verse 35, For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Speaking the word of God, though, it's just seems critical to me when you see something that someone is about to do that you know is wrong according to the bible i have spoken that i don't even remember any time i've held back from speaking the word of god i'm sure there are times i must have held back but i don't remember doing that i think it's very important to share the word of god when it comes to our mind my uh cousin and her husband and two adult age sons came to my house when I lived in Clovis New Mexico they came to my house for dinner as they were talking I learned that Alan the younger son was dating a divorced woman and I warned him I don't care if they're Christians or not Christians I warned him that in the bible it says a man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Matthew five thirty-two. He went away and married the divorced woman. They had a child and then they divorced. But his blood is not on my hands because I warned him. Can their blood be on our hands in the New Testament church? Well, Paul certainly thought so. In Acts chapter 20, he says, said he knew they would never see his face again at the church of Ephesus. He was speaking to the elders of the church at Ephesus, and he said, but I have not withheld anything from you that was profitable for you, but I've spoken all things to you. Therefore, your blood is not on my hand. And he warned them that Even among themselves, there would be people rise up to speak perverse things after he left. Well, what I do is I just speak when the Holy Spirit reminds me of the situation. It can be very disheartening when we share the Word of God with another Christian, and that Christian rebels against the word of God. Well, that person might not even be a Christian. So many people say they are, but they've never been born again and they haven't heard from God and are living as the natural man. And the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, says Paul, for they are foolishness unto him. And Paul says, neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Pam, this woman from her church group, was a divorced woman, and she was looking for a husband. And Pam warned her that, according to the Bible, if she did remarry, she would commit adultery. And this woman said, I don't care what the Bible says. I know what I think. And Pam was so shocked that a person who went to church didn't care what the Bible said. And that's the way we react often when we are younger Christians. As we have more experience, we do know that often persecution does come for the word's sake. And when we speak, We might end up being persecuted. When we speak, some people will be saved. God will open the eyes of some people. So I just follow the Holy Spirit. I think that's what we should do. And if needed, we suffer the persecution for the word's sake. Today, we're going to look at a section of scripture concerning Moses and Aaron. It's in Exodus chapter 5. God sent Moses and Aaron to Pharaoh to deliver a word from him to Pharaoh. Before we speak of that, I'd like to go to look at Ezekiel just a minute. Go to Ezekiel, I believe it's chapter 3. God said to Ezekiel the prophet, Son of man, go, get thee unto the house of Israel, and speak my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange language and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. Not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language whose words thou canst not understand. Surely had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened to thee. But the house of Israel will not hearken to thee, for they will not hearken unto me, says God. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. As an adamant harder than flint have I made thy forehead. Fear them not neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Moreover he said unto me, Son of man, all my words, that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart, and hear with thine ears, and go get thee to them of the captivity unto the children of thy people, and speak unto them, and tell them, Thus saith the Lord God whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. This is what God taught me back when I was a new Christian, this exact passage of Scripture. Once again, we have the Holy Spirit in us, as did Ezekiel, prophets did in those days. And I just follow the Holy Spirit speaking that word which he brings to my mind. Now Moses and Aaron are being sent to Pharaoh Pharaoh is obviously a man of the world. In those days, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. Even people who were of God didn't usually have the Holy Spirit. They went to the prophet to find out what to do. Today, all who are of God have the Holy Spirit. At the time they hear from God and believe the word spoken to them, They are sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. So they can follow God by the Holy Spirit. Many people in churches do not have the Spirit of God. You can tell if they have the Spirit of God by what they do. Do they bring love, joy, peace? Do they follow God? Do they tell you things like, I heard this from God and therefore I did it? If people speak those things, I think you have to pay attention. But Pharaoh is just a worldly man, and he's king of Egypt. And here Moses and Aaron are sent to him with this message from God. And God has even told Moses, but even before they left the uh, wilderness and came back into Egypt, God told Moses, they will not listen to you. But go anyway and speak to Pharaoh. Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord? that I shall obey his voice to let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they, Moses and Aaron, said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days' journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land are now many, and ye make them rest from their burdens. They were basically slaves to the Egyptians. Those who are not of God usually see the word exactly opposite from those persons who are of God. The word is a sword dividing us from unbelievers. Now, there definitely can be unbelievers in your church group. There have been in our church group. When God told me I would never see that house again that I lived in in Lubbock, Texas, I put it up for sale, and one of our church members said, I don't see how you can do this. Though I had told them the story that I heard from God, you'll never see this house again, as they were taking me to the hospital for a broken hip. So you can have unbelievers in your own church group. John 3, verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You really can't see things of God unless you are born again. But sometimes when we carry the word of God and deliver it, they're saved. So, once again, I go back to the thing, I just take the word of God to whomever God calls to my attention by his spirit. Exodus 5, looking at verse 6, Pharaoh's going to retaliate against the children of Israel as a result of the word that was carried to him. This is an example, a strong example, of persecution for the word's sake. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as heretofore. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. This is going to make it much harder for the children of Israel to do their assignments in their burdens. And the tale of the bricks which they did make heretofore, ye shall lay upon them. Ye shall not diminish aught thereof for they be idle therefore they cry saying let us go and sacrifice to our god let there be more work laid upon the men that they may labor therein and let them not regard vain words verse 10 and the taskmasters of the people went out and their officers and they spoke to the people saying thus saith pharaoh I will not give you straw. Go ye and get you straw where you can find it, yet not aught of your work shall be diminished. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. and the taskmasters hastened them, saying, fulfill your works, your daily task, as when there was straw. And the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and demanded, Wherefore have ye not fulfilled your task in making brick, both yesterday and today, as heretofore? Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh. They wanted to know why he had done this to them. They didn't understand why he had stopped giving them straw and why he was making it so much harder for them. And Pharaoh said, Because you are idle. You are idle. Therefore ye say, Let us go and do sacrifice to the Lord. Now they understood it was because Moses and Aaron had gone to Pharaoh to speak this word of God to Pharaoh because they knew Moses and Aaron had been called by God because they had Seen the signs done by Moses as God told him to do, to show them that he was of God. Here's a point I think is really, really important. If you fail to do the spiritual gifts that you've been given, if you fail to do them in front of people, at the church uh, Bible class maybe, or at the prayer group, if you fail to speak, They won't have any way really of seeing that you are actually a Christian unless God gives them special information or perhaps they could see the spirit that's in you. It's so important that you share what God has given you with the church. For when we share with the church, we can see that the other person is from God the one that shared. In these last days, so many people will come saying they're Christians and they will think they're Christians without having the Spirit of God in them. So we really need to know when a person has the Spirit of God and so often people hold the word back. If a tree produces apples, then I know that's an apple tree. If the tree produces no fruit, I can't tell what kind of tree that is. By their fruits you will know them. There are many people in churches who are taught by other people to do what they think are good works. But Jesus says in Matthew 7, if those works that they're doing are not of him or not of God, they'll come saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? and cast out devils, and done many wonderful works? And Jesus says, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. Well, that's because they weren't following the Spirit of God in doing the work. He didn't assign them the work. They did it by their own fleshly mind, thinking it was a good work. I know a woman in Texas who just loves to do good works. And she would say to me that she joined Elk's Club and they they give money to feed the poor or something like that. And she said, that's a good work, isn't it? She was always looking for works to do. One time she took food to a woman who had gotten out of the hospital. She, well, she called first and talked to this woman's husband. And I think she said, I, I'm going to bring you some food. And he said, oh, no, we don't need anything. Well, she said, that won't work. So she went on to Walmart and got some food and took it to them and rang the doorbell, and the husband answered the door. And he she said, here's some food I brought you. And he said, oh, my. Now, he was totally able man. He could go to the grocery store. He had money. But this woman was so intent on doing what she thought were good works. And I do know there are people like that. But unless that work is authored by God, at the day of judgment, those people will be turned away by Jesus. And he said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. He called their good work a work of iniquity. He said, I never knew you. I don't know you. I didn't send you to do this work. So you've got to be sure when you go to do a work, that the work is of God. Well, we know Moses' work was of God and Aaron. And here is persecution coming to the children of Israel for the sake of the word. For once the word was delivered, Pharaoh persecuted the people of Israel. And now the children of Israel are going to turn against Moses and Aaron. Verse 20. And they met Moses and Aaron who stood in the way as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge, because ye have made our favor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants, to put a sword in their hand to slay us. They were always murmuring against Moses and Aaron out in the wilderness. They said, well, we had plenty of food in Egypt. We had leeks. We had garlics. We had wonderful foods. Why didn't you leave us alone? Well, they're basically slaves in Egypt and were calling on God at the time to deliver them. When God starts to deliver them, they turn against Moses and Aaron because they can see now that because of what Moses and Aaron are speaking to Pharaoh, Moses and Aaron are their problem. They don't see that God is their problem because he is creating a situation whereby they will be delivered from Egypt and taken into the promised land. So when you start to do the word of God, sometimes trouble comes unexpectedly often from your own church group or your family. But just continue patiently doing the word that you believe to be from God. If God supports you, you don't have to have anybody else support you. And God will sustain you in that word that he has given to you. Be patient and just continue in the word of God. John chapter 8, Jesus said, If you continue in my word, continue doing it, hold on to it, continue doing it, then you are my disciples indeed. So you're a real disciple if you keep doing the word, even in spite of the opposition. If you're sure that word is from God. I'm convinced there are many people, though, who hear words that are not from God. I once attended a church word of faith and a young couple quit their jobs and went to Israel to minister thinking God had sent them there. They were back at church within a week. We said, what happened? And they said, well, we got over there and we didn't speak the language and there was absolutely nothing we found that we could do. Some other spirit was the author behind sending them to Israel. There are other spirits that will try to get you to do religious things. So that's why we're told, try the spirits. You've got to be sure about that thing that you think God has said to you. And there are ways to examine it. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. Matthew chapter 11, verse 30 James chapter 3, verse 17, The wisdom that is from above is pure, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Those are some of the things that I use to evaluate whether or not I've heard from God. Sometimes you just know you've heard from God, and you have heard from God. I've had that happen. I had great persecution over a word that I heard from God concerning a court trial. I heard, don't testify. Now, that wouldn't be like never testify in any court trial ever. But it was a specific word over this specific situation. And I suffered a lot of persecution from my own people, from a woman who worked for me at that time. I had a small business. And a woman who worked for me. She had witnessed the situation and she was going to testify, but she got angry when she found I wasn't. And she said to me, I'm not all the burden is on me since you're not testifying. And I said, Well, I believe I've heard from God not to testify. So what can I do? And the man I was dating at the time got angry with me and he said, You're not doing this girl any good by not testifying. And I said to him, well, I'm not trying to do her any good. I'm trying to do what I believe God told me to do. And I believe God told me not to testify. Well, I'm sure neither one of them understood anything about God, but I told them anyway. After the children of Israel rebuked Moses and Aaron, Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Because it looked to Moses like they were being harmed by the word and what he did. And Moses said, Why is it that thou sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Let's look at the next verse of the next chapter, God Answers Moses. Exodus chapter 6, verse 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of His land. And God spoke to Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty. But by name, by my name Jehovah, was I not known to them? And I have also established my covenant with them, to give them the land of Canaan the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. And I will give it you for an heritage. I am the Lord. And Moses spoke these words to the children of Israel. But they hearkened not unto Moses for anguish of spirit. And for cruel bondage. But God's going to make it all work. This is the thing we know. God wins in the end. God makes it work. All things work together for good to them who love the Lord, to them who are the called, according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.